Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And, and all of us are kind of worried about our business. Really, we have been for a few years now, but uh, it seems like now, uh, in particular, with all that's going on globally, uh, having a direct impact on American uh, businesses, uh, you know, I, I like to talk to smart people about how to navigate this, particularly in areas like investing. And one of my favorite people to talk to when it comes to investing is my guest is like Cody Willer. You know him from uh, being with Fox Business, being with CNBC, having a phenomenal newsletter, Trading with Cody, uh, tradingwithcody.com, uh, his, his hedge fund. Uh, one of my favorite go-to people uh, when it comes to talking about investing. And so now more than ever, I mean, the markets are freaking out. And I like to remind people that money is made that, uh, no matter what's going on economically. Money is made. Some of the greatest billionaires of all time uh, had had the Great Depression as their midwife. <laughs> you know, and so uh, there's money to be made even in this market. Uh, but I thought it'd be good just to have some uh, thoughts on how to be sensible when it comes to our money at a time like this. Welcome, as always. Well, thanks for having me, and always uh, you're so generous and you're uh, and kind to me in the introductions here. You know, I, I'll start off by saying that, look, you know, what's happening in Israel and in the Gaza Strip and the violence and the and the death that is already here and that is still, you know, ongoing, um, it, it, on a human level, it's tragic and, you know, my heart goes out and I pray that everything works out as best as it can for everyone there um, and everyone who's related to anyone there has friends who are there, and et cetera. Um, you know, my job as a hedge fund manager and as a, a market uh, pundit, I guess you would call it, um, is to deal with that in, in an economic and financial level. And so, you know, I just want to talk, I just want to mention, though, first the human element of it, and then we can talk the business side. And, you know, you're, the, 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 the market has, at this point in the last, let's call it 72 hours or so, 40, you know, the first two and a half trading days since the conflict broke out over the weekend in Israel and in the Gaza Strip. But gold is up. Oil has actually come down a little bit, which is somewhat surprising. And the markets have, the stock markets have actually been pretty strong. Um, they've rallied, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, tech stocks, the, have have been up and um you know the 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 markets look past you know the markets are to trying to discount the future earnings for each of the companies that are in the stock markets and um you know they're looking a bit past um this conflict and um also just about how you know Israel is a a technology partner and a business financial partner for the United States and for many businesses but it's not a big partner, and their economy is big for the size, both geographically and population speaking. But it's also not, you know, it's not like moves doesn't move the needle very much for the United States. And so, um, you know, the markets have just sort of looked past it, and um, you know, continuing to move in the direction they had been before the conflict even broke out. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what, uh, you know, the thing that comes to mind is uh, 
uh, continued concern that you and I have talked about of, of a country like the United States being overextended. Uh, you look at the situation with uh, the fact that a lot of any news that would uh, require a vote from the U.S. House, it can't happen without a Speaker of the House. Uh, all of it is just so unsettling. You know, uh, there's so much unknown going on. And as you know, more than most, the markets hate that. And I, I, I don't quite understand the green I'm seeing where there should be red, you would think. Uh, but it seems at some point there's going to be a reality check. I, I'm just not sure. I certainly understand why, uh, you know, military industrial complex stocks through the roof. Uh, this country is so committed to uh, wars they have no intention to win. Uh, there was never the intention in the war of Ukraine. They were going to make Ukraine figure out how to beat Russia. Good luck with that. Uh, but we'll, we'll spend a bunch of money uh, in, in that fight, nevertheless. Um, you know, and, of course, they're going to do the same thing with, uh, with Israel. And, of course, the second largest, and we're, we're talking like a percentile difference between the two, not a, not a big gap. Uh, you know, between you know, and, and Jewish population, the, the second largest Jewish population in the entire world is in the United States. It's almost as large as the population in Israel. You know, and I sit there and I look at that and I think of na national security implications. I mean, to me, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, almost uh, hope spring eternal, but not rooted in reality when, when we talk about this. Everything you're saying is accurate. I just don't know if the players involved are in real world about what's going on. Well, you know, what's, there's always this potential albatross of debt and spending and, you know, fiscal irresponsibility by what I call the Republican-Democrat regime, as you've heard me say many times over the years that I've talked to you. Um, and, you know, in my professional lifetime, there's been the financial, there was the dot-com crash, the financial crisis, and then most recently the SPAC slash speculative COVID bubble and then crash. Um, and always the the concern is that the United States has overextended itself financially, um, finan uh, militarily, um, and you know the the just being trying to be the world's policeman and how expensive that can be. Um, and it's it, it, the markets in the world global economy have has always been able to skirt past that, and you know interest rates just kept going. When I first got to Wall Street, the it was probably ten percent, most you know eight to ten percent for interest rates, and then it went all the way down to zero percent, and now we're back to five percent. But between the time it was eight uh, percent, well, between the time it was the well, last time it was at these levels, the the total amount of debt has exploded trillions upon trillions tens of trillions of dollars have been added to the debt and then the the um the level of spending it takes to to the, the and the you know the the debt relative to the um gdp and the economy itself has gotten bigger than it ever was 20, 30 years ago. And so there is always this potential problem with debt and not being able to finance all of the things and the wars that the United States is involved in and all the military bases and, um, you know, all of the obligations with the 
welfare state, and I, by that I mean that even the amount of money that welfare that the banks get, the giant corporations get, the very wealthy farmers and ranchers get, and of course the poor people and Medicare and Medicaid and all of these programs are very expensive. And you know when there was zero percent interest, you could frankly borrow forever, and it didn't matter because your payments didn't really go up. But as interest yes. rates for the United States government is now five or six percent. It gets to be very expensive. We're going to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on interest this year. It'll peak over in the trillion next year, and and you know unless rates come back down. Um, so these are yeah. concerns, and I mean you know the market has whistled past these graveyards for years, and the you know we're always the cleanest shirt in the global economy laundry, but um, you know at some point the the music stops. I don't know if that's this year or in ten years or even in my lifetime, but. That risk is there, and when wars break out and the potential for global conflict escalates, um, you know, there's the potential that we can't pay for it all. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get down to some, you know, uh, and there's no doubt about it, $32 trillion debt. I love people to put it in perspective. When I got another politics, I love where Age, uh, Cody. But when I got involved in politics, one of the very first projects I got involved in was a campaign to prevent the federal government and, and, and the federal government creating a hard ceiling of a trillion dollar national debt being permitted. <laughs> a trillion dollars. It hadn't <laughs> reached point. it yet. Think about that. Either either things have, been, have accelerated quickly uh, or I'm like a century old. Uh, accelerated really quickly. I am old, but I'm not centuries old. And uh, what, what is very interesting, in 1983, a country that had been around since 1788 reached the national debt for the first time uh, in uh, 1983 of $1 trillion. And we're now at $33 trillion. So you're talking about Jaker, financial growth, uh, growth about the debt being greater than the GDP, uh, becoming more and more routine on an annual basis. You know, at some point, all these politicians who live on the short-sightedness effect, uh, they're going to be held to pay. It's just a question of when. They just want to hope that uh, they can survive until then. Well, and of course, the problem with the two-party political system, and one of the many problems with the two-party political system is that you know, whoever's in power, if and when the whole thing starts to unwind, um, you know, the other party will be like, well, I'm here to save you now. And, yep. you know, they don't ever change anything. You know, Trump increased the deficit and the debt just as much as Clinton had, just as much as Bush had, just as much as Obama did. Just, I mean, you know, the, the endless march towards bigger deficits and more debt has been, you know, almost as unrelenting as the continued march towards global conflict and paying for wars. And, you know, the, the, on the flip side of all this, let's let's be, a, you know, let's again sort of dial it back down to the economy and the markets. And yeah, I, I, I get curious about it. Right. I, I want you to get practical with Let me make a point, though, real quick. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the thing you. is that it's not – it's not like it's all coming undone right now. I mean, the fact is that we still have the Internet. We still have the apps. We still have spreadsheets, and we have now artificial intelligence. And all of those things, artificial intelligence not yet, but it will, the, the Internet and productivity and, and the you know, enhancements of our society through technology 
has created prosperity and trillions of dollars of value and wealth, and we are the most powerful, most technologically advanced country on the planet, and that's not going to change. And, you know, everyone, most people who are competent, wise, hardworking, smart, and want to make a living in their lives want to come to the United States if they're not already here. And nobody else can claim that. And we still have the best system in the world. And, you know, feet the fire, we're going to be okay. We need to stop spending money. We need to stop going to wars. But, you know, we're going to be all right as we get along and through this latest conflict. Yes, and I'm generally optimistic. I I just find it so exasperating at times. And uh, that some final practical thoughts as we wrap it up. Just, you know, don't panic. Don't. I always tell my daughter the two most important words in life are be cool. Um, and if you'll just be cool, be nice, be polite, be respectful, you know, that, that stuff doesn't change. And um, whether you're talking about the markets or interacting with people who are Muslim or Jewish or whoever you might run into on a daily basis, you know, be kind, be respectful, be cool, and it's going to work out. Cody Willard, always love talking to you. Uh, make sure you check him out at tradingwithcody.com. Phenomenal newsletter. Uh, I get lots of newsletter. When you're in this business, I've been, I've been doing this show for over two decades. I get dailies with all kinds of wonderful net newsletters, 90% plus I, I don't even open. I, I put them in a, a round, uh, you know, round filter called trash. And, uh, but there's a handful that I read regularly, and Cody's is one of them. And so you need to check it out, tradingwithcody.com. That newsletter is among the reasons why I get him on so often. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.